We're live. Good morning, everybody. Happy. Oh, I, I remembered what it was. I remember what it was. When is the last day you you're, you're starting Friday, right? You're yes. Back. Okay. Yes. So we basically so Thursday is our last day. We have three more days. Okay, bro. And then hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. But good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy Sarge. Um, last three days of, of him before he starts his new job. Again, we'll try and get him on as much as possible, but we're going to take full advantage, record for as long as we want, um, and take down what is a pretty loaded slate today. Uh, we'll do the usual uh, yesterday recap. Uh, Cash Pell is minus two and a half. Um, kind of sweat a little bit. I, I, I was in my game uh, during the second half, so I, I didn't know um like how it necessarily went i don't know if you watched it but just you know came back saw the free throw game at the end um and we're good and then i did i actually did watch a little bit of the Cavs knicks Cavs were up like 16 early in the fourth just kind of collapsed and i really do think no jared allen made that slight difference that um we needed that ultimately the Cavs only won by like one i think but again they were up 16 early fourth quarter then Quentin Grimes starts ripping threes and RJ starts getting going. Uh, they miss like four or five free throws. It was just a tough loss. And, you know, had Jared Allen not played, had I known Jared Allen wasn't going to play, I probably wouldn't have hit it. I might have hit it at like five or whatever it closes at. But regardless, I, I do think in a game like that, Jared Allen honestly was the difference. Yeah, Jared Allen is – it's hard to – you know, put a value on, on guys like Jared Allen who they don't space the floor, they don't really score, but they have a huge impact on defense and they're big in the pick and roll, especially for a guy like Garland. So it's it's tough. It's not like a guy like Kevin Durant where we know if he's off the court, it's like, all right, you know, this, this is a huge, huge deal. For him, it's like I can't really decide if it's massive or if it's, like, you know, decently big. It's, it, it's really tough to tell with a guy like him, but – um, I think we've learned from the games he has missed that he is a massive deal uh, in, in terms of betting these Cleveland games. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's both ends. Like I think some people might just think it's defense and it's definitely part of partly defensively, but offensively, he's just a really good role threat, uh, whether it's lobs. And then honestly, you can toss it down to him in there. He has great pivots. Uh, yeah. And he's so long that really – like there are very few bigs that like actually put like even Joel Embiid's a lot of face ups like uh, he will post up here and there. There's very few bigs that post up and are really effective at it. And Jaron Allen's one of them because he's got good touch, he's got great size, great length. Um, and, and so yeah, I, I just do think he's a huge, huge piece of this Cavs team. I, I'm not going to move a line like five points the way you know some superstars would move it, but. I think last night you saw the difference. I, I really – I truly believe that the uh, Cavs win that by seven or eight if Jared Allen's playing. I think he just helps can stop the runs. Can you imagine if the if the Brooklyn Nets had held on to Jared Allen? I, I know they got him technically in the Harden deal, but, oh, my God. Like, that team would be uh, – I mean, I, it would be ridiculous to try to beat them because KD's been pretty good on defense. And then – 
out of that, like they just don't have a big can defend the rim. Class has been fine, but having Jared, big Jared Allen on there, swatting shots, and then you put him in the pick and roll yeah, with Harden. Unreal fit. Unreal fit. Oh I mean, they're already a, basically a one seed with a mixture of Claxton, LMA, Dayron Sharp. Dayron Sharp. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Jared Allen is miles better than all three of those combined. So, uh, yeah. And it was weird. Even at the moment, we thought like, the Rockets didn't even want, like, want slash. Imagine if the Rockets got him. Yeah. Know? I understand they got all those picks. I understand they want to start fresh. But imagine Jared Allen instead of Christian Wood. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It he, would help their de- – they would help their – the worst defense I've ever seen in my life 15 times over. Like, yeah. it would help them so much on the defensive end, let alone, like, free some space up for, for Jalen Green, who's been struggling when he goes to the rim because – there's just – they don't really have a big threat. Christian Wood sits on the perimeter and just kind of wants to shoot threes, you know. It, Dude, yeah, literally don't get a start. Out there, catch it, pump, do the big pump, and then <laughs> hold it for another five seconds and then go and try and score. You're talking about Wood, right? Yeah. 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 I know you've seen the big pump. All right, hold on, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I just think – you know, in a league where there's there's only 30 teams, most front offices are are sharp. Um, just like a really good job by the Cavs to, to go grab that man for like I do you even remember for nothing? I don't remember what they gave. I don't think it was much. I think they might have given up one pick. Yeah. And I think it's purely because of where the NBA is going. But I love how the Cavs have kind of just said, fuck it. Like, we don't I was, we don't really care. Reading about an article. I was reading an article this morning on Twitter about how the Cavs have done the best, best job about drafting and not giving a fuck about what they have or what yeah. other people. They just draft the best player they think is there for them. Like Jared, they had Jared Allen, but they said our best player possible here is is Evan Mobley, and I don't care if he's technically a center. Like we'll throw him in there. With your, we're just drafting for our best player. Like we don't care about yeah. fit or position. Like that's just what we're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. And then they go draft Garland when they already had Sexton. You know, um, so just a, a really good job by them. They buy low on Laurie. They buy low on um, on fucking Jared Allen. And look at look at where they are now. Um, they gave also, up uh, Dante Exum and a 2022 second round pick to from Milwaukee to, and they gave it to Houston. So the last pick in the draft. That is insane. He's a borderline all star. Great, great job by Colby Hoffman. All right, you ready to get to the slate today? Sure. First game of the day is the Clippers and the Wizards. Uh, Wizards in a little bit of a cold spell. Uh, I don't know if it was us who talked about it or Sud and Chuck. I think it might have been us. But Wizards, you know, their supposed calling card is their depth, but it's too much depth. They're playing fucking 13 guys a game. Some guys are getting eight minutes. It just doesn't make sense. Wes Unsell Jr. said, all right, I've been experimenting. Really, the time has come to shorten this rotation. Um, you know, you're probably going to get a good performance from them today. Got smacked by the Celtics, uh, lost a couple games before that. So they, you know, they're going to come focused, but on the other end, I don't like betting against the Clippers. 
they always come focused. You're just seeing them off a game where they beat Philly in Philly when they were down 18 in the third. Um, I know they just lost to the Knicks, but that was a good spot for the Knicks. I don't think I'm going to bet this, but I would rather take the four and a half points with the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, for me, sorry, I had to blow my nose. It's not flying out. Uh, for me, this line opened last night, so when I was looking at it, um, I was a bit on the side of the Clippers because it was at five um, oh, really? originally, and I was like, dang, I kind of like five points. It's a lot to give a Clippers team, um, even on the road. I, I don't think there's a huge difference between Washington and, and, and L.A. right now. Uh, and then I woke up this morning, pulled up the slate, it was four and a half. Um, so I was like, yeah, I like that a lot less. So for I me, it's still like four and a half though. I do. The I do talk about it. If, if, if I, if I had a big side, I still like the Clippers, but five was just a beautiful one for me to, to, to get an extra half a point of value there where, you know, if they do lose by five, you get your money back. Um, I just, I like five a lot better than four and a half, but I still like four and a half. I think the majority of the time this one comes down to the wire where the Clippers win by one or two points or the Wizards, um, you know, sneak us out with with a one, two, three point win. So for me, I definitely lean Clippers here. And Marcus Morris and Nick Batum being healthy is huge for them. Um, huge. Uh, when those two guys are in, it's and a better. Yes, and Kennard off the bench is huge, too. Um, and they're all back. And they're fairly outside of, the, obviously. All the it's Kawhi and, and Preston. Everyone else is good to go. Everyone else yeah. is good to go. And when they're at full strength outside of those two guys, it's really tough to beat them. And for some reason, this team has just a tendency to get down by 20 points, and then they come roaring back they in the second half. Back. Yeah. And, and, they, and they end up winning or losing by, like, two or three points. But – I like the Clippers here. I think a, a little bit of money line sprinkle would be really fun in this one, too. If you told me they won outright, wouldn't be a surprise. I think it happens about half the time. Um, so you're getting some good value on that. I would assume the money line's at, like, plus 165-ish. Yeah, um, for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I just see Washington minus 190, so I was just doing the math in my head. But, um, yeah, 168 sounds good to me. I think they win, you know, around 50% of the time. So I like, I like both. Um, I just, I like five a lot more. I wish I would have uh, been able to get it there. Yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't really look at lines last night, but there's a chance that was at five last night. And obviously we liked it a lot more. Um, I know the wizards are coming off a couple, um, tough losses and we see it all the time, right? When you get a team that's struggled at home, they eventually put one together. Um, but the Clippers are a tough team to put one together against, you know, like we've seen it, even that last game against New York, like, that was a really good spot for the Knicks. They had a lot, they just got embarrassed at home to the Pelicans. You knew they were going to come out um, with a lot of focus and energy. Weird start time. Uh, but you don't have to look that much further to see, you know, Clippers beat the Sixers in Philly. Um, before that, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. It's loading. Um, before Philly, the Clippers played Denver in Denver and lost by two on that Jokic pass, right? 2.0. L. That's an impressive, right? And then they beat Indiana at home. Um, and then before that, they, they were without some of these players. So, I mean, you just go look at their last two of their last three road games at Denver, tougher environment in my eyes than at Washington and at Philly, tougher environment 
than than at Washington. So um, for me, and, and that that New York Knicks game, like there's a scenario too in which that was tied going into two minutes left. The Knicks just hit some big shots down the stretch. So for me, I know we spent a lot of time on this game, but I definitely lean the Clippers plus four and a half today. Um, all right, next game. Uh, I I will admit, bro, I have not paid a ton of attention to the Pistons since I traded Sadiq Bay. So I don't have the best read on them. On on uh, on paper, I guess it looks like they're a little bit better. You know, they they beat the Kings in sack. They they held it close enough uh, against the Nuggets. And the Nuggets, even though I've watched them a bit a good bit, they're still really tough for me to read. You know, um, obviously there's some spots that are more conducive than others, but like I still never really know what version of the Nuggets is going to show up because there is just so much in the air outside of up in the air besides uh, Nikola Jokic. Like, you you can get multiple different versions of Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon, um, Will Barton on any given night, and, and it just leaves uh, to a lot of variants with this team. And, and you got a ton of variants on the, the Pistons side, too, because, you know, the go-to players are a rookie in Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Sewer, all super, super young players who have good nights and bad nights. So, for me... I don't have a really good read on, on either of these teams, and I'll stay away, but um, I know you are, are grinding watching Trey Lyles every single night he plays basketball, so um, you might have a better read on this one than I, I do. I don't really want to put any money on this game, honestly. I mean, you got Denver, who's relatively hot right now and then kind of making a, a run here before the All-Star break, uh, just in terms of they were right at 500, maybe under 500 a couple weeks ago. And it was like, all right, this is looking like danger zone for Denver here. Um, a lot of guys went down. They've gotten relatively healthy. I don't know if Jeff Green plays in this one, but if, if he's good to go, then I, I, they're basically fully healthy outside of Jamal Murray and MPJ. And I just don't want to put any money uh, on this game. It's seven and a half points for me. I'm seeing it's in Detroit, ten and a half point difference. Yeah. I can't really make an argument against that. Detroit has been atrocious in some games. They had the 50-point loss against the Bulls. Um, then they go and, and they beat um, <clears throat> they beat the, the Raptors at home in the Dwayne Casey revenge. Then they go the next day and they get absolutely clobbered by the Suns. Uh, and then they go and get clobbered by the Warriors. But then they beat the – it's like this team is all over the place. Then they only lose by 10 to the Jazz. They're, you're just kind of – you're just gambling with your money if yeah. you're betting uh, with, with Detroit games. Consistent as the Pistons, I would not be betting this league. You know, like yeah. it, you just, I uh, would bet when they play uh, the Raptors, and that's it. It's just really, really tough with this Pistons team. Um, so I'm with you, bro. Next game, uh, it's all the way at the bottom of my thing, but it is at, at in that four o'clock slate, so I'll, I'll skip to it. Um, it's the Pelicans and the Sixers, and the Pelicans will be resting just about everybody today um that is important um i believe brandon ingram's already been ruled out Devontae graham's been ruled out brandon or josh hart's been ruled out jv's been ruled out obviously you still have zion out big dd's out and then trey murphy's out um on the philly end you still have uh, danny green shake milton and seth curry out matisse going to be a game time decision i think a lot of people would say take the sixers but i've seen it so many times now bro it's the weirdest system where when a team just decides Today's a rest day. We saw it yesterday with the Jazz. Jazz yesterday. 
Yeah, yeah. yesterday. Uh, there's been multiple times. I know it's happened a lot with the Grizzlies. You saw it with the Pacers against the Warriors. I said, all right, Brogdon, Ronis, Turner, Karras, all out. Whoever is playing plays really, really hard and makes up for the lack of diff- t- talent difference. And then on the other end, that team, not going to say they take it easy or sleepwalk. They're still professionals, but they know they can kind of coast first half and then close it out when they want to. And sometimes it, they do and, and still cover. But a lot of times you see these teams now getting – even when we throw it way back to – I had the wraps when the, the Jazz sat everyone, and they covered 12. But the Jazz were winning like 75% of that game. And the Raps went on like literally like a 30 to four run to somehow cover. But you just see it like if if the if those guys, the guys who are playing for the Pelicans today, you know, Jose Alvarado, Herbert Jones, <laughs> Garrett Temple, Neil Alexander Walker, Jackson Hayes, if they get into a rhythm early on, it can carry them. And then you have a, you know, a 12, in this case, 11, 12 point spread. I'm not going to bet this, but I, I, I'm tempted to almost go Pelicans here with just the way I've been seeing teams that rest everyone cover these large numbers. Yeah, I I mean, <laughs> I think my first reaction to this is you if you're going to bet this game, you got to go on the Philly side. There's just no shot in hell you're taking this New Orleans Pelicans team. And I think the the, the – the real reason I'm saying this is Joel Embiid right now is just a monster. I mean, the guy is going for just 40 a night. You can't stop him. It's efficient scoring. He's passing the ball, getting guys open. Uh, and this Pelicans team, you're going to have, like you said, it's Jose Alvarado, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who shoots a hunt. He'll probably, I'm not kidding, he'll probably fire up 25 shots tonight. Nikhil Alexander-Walker will probably throw up 25 of them things. And if he makes five, sure, it's probably going to happen. If he makes 15, it could happen. And he goes bonkers. But a lot of variance with that guy taking that many shots. Jackson Hayes got 12 misdemeanor charges yesterday from that video or that remember that video of him getting tased by the cops like a while back. Oh, he like hit this, his girlfriend and oh, shit. Just finally hit. Yeah, they hit yesterday. He got he's he has like 12 different charges. So he'll probably be starting tonight. He'll probably be fired up off his 12 charges. Um Neil Alexander Walker props. I like 27 and I a agree. Half. He's going to play 35 minutes. He's gonna, oh, he's gonna get those things up. But oh, I, yeah. I've been in the situation already. Neil could take twenty-one shots, go five of twenty-one, and we get fucked. Easily, you know, he could legitimately go two for twenty-one. Like the, he's that kind of guy. He'll 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 have a night where he just can't hit anything. He is so inefficient at times. Jose Alvarado shouldn't be playing in the NBA. No offense to him, bro. Um, come and, on, Jose went off against the Knicks. Yeah, for what like. Six two and two, um, and I just think if you're going with a team here, you gotta go with Philly. Um, Philly probably is still a little fired up after that game where they came. I mean, they lost to the Clippers in in one of the most embarrassing facts. Fact, like they should have won that game ninety nine point nine 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 times out of a hundred, and they let them come back by twenty. Um, and they end up beating the Spurs last night, or maybe it was two nights ago. I think it was Sunday. Uh, I still think they're a little fired up. They're back home. Um, I, I just think the most of the time they win this game by or, or 10 plus points. So if you're going to take a side, take Philly. I know New Orleans is going to fight, but they're just so much better on defense. Nikhil Alexander Walker is not a good defender. You're going to have Jose Alderado out there trying to defend. Garrett Temple is probably going to get a ton of minutes. 
I just think that the system of the uh, of the Sixers is so much better, uh, just in general, defensively too. And then you throw on top of that the way Joel has been playing. I just think, in my opinion, if you're going to take a side, you take Philly here. I get it. Everything basketball-wise points to that. Um, but I've seen it so many times where the basketball side of it in these type of games gets thrown out the fucking window. Yeah. You know, like we look at last night, the Jazz were playing Trent Forrest, Jared Butler, Hassan Whiteside, Clarkson, Rudy Gay. They are in it against the Suns up late in the fourth. The Warriors are at home as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against Torrey, Craig, Isaiah, Jackson, and Goga. Like I, for Sykes. For Sykes. I've just seen it where the basketball thing, the, it just goes out the window for some reason in these games. So I'm not going to bet this. And honestly, if I did, no, I'm not. No, do not. I'm telling you. I would not be surprised if Philly wins this by eight or nine today. Like we can have a we can have a little side bet if you'd like because no, I, I just want to do a side bet, bro. I, I don't think there's any shot in hell that the that the Pelicans cover this. I, I don't either. That's why I like it. Okay, that's why I like it, bro. Two plus two equals five. Yeah, exactly. All right, next game: the Hornets and the Raptors. Uh, Raptors coming into this three and a half point favorites. Um, definitely. Fuck, this is a fun game, bro. Really, really fun game. I know you're going to be tuned in. I know you hope Hayward's playing because that's going to be so, so fun if Hayward plays um, and you get to watch your boys go at it. Um, I generally do like targeting the Raps as dogs. Uh, favorites, it's a little different. But, you know, they, they had a very embarrassing game. You know, sometimes it happens in the NBA. You just don't have it. They did not have it against Portland. Uh, got it going a little bit there towards the end, but it was too late. Um, Anthony hit some big shots. On the other end, though, uh, Hornets took a, a tough loss without Hayward at home as well against um, the Hawks. And we've seen this Hornets team many times after embarrassing games come out and look really, really good. I would like this a lot more if, you know, if you were getting the, the Raps as dogs. And, and I hate it when you get two teams that you want to target playing each other because it just wastes, you know, like I would – I wish the Hornets were playing someone else and the Raptors were playing someone else and we could get on them today. I think ultimately I would still lean the Raptors today because I do think they get it done after a really ugly loss um, at home, right? They're right back at home, ugly loss. Um, I think they want a close one today, but three and a half is just out of range. If it was two, uh, maybe. Um, but if this maybe gets up to four and a half, five, then maybe I'd look at the Hornets. But I, I really do think, uh, Raptors win a close one today. I'm gonna stay off this. Yeah, I was a bit surprised, honestly, to see it at three and a half um, when I first opened this up because I thought they would give Charlotte a little bit of credit and it would be probably closer to two and a half. I think they would on a neutral court. I think I would make Charlotte half a point better at this point. Um, really? So for, I think I'd make the Raps a half a point better. Honestly, I'm higher on I'm higher on Charlotte than you. I I think I, I've been on the Charlotte train for just a little while. I just whenever I watch them play, dude, they just they always seem to be connecting, and it's weird because I, you and I have both hated on Kelly Oubre for a while now, um, just in terms of we don't really think he has that big of an impact on winning, but I'm telling you, man, off the bench, he has been awesome for them. Like, he has been a energy, a spark. He's actually shooting efficiently. He still takes some of those shots, but he's hitting them, and I never thought I'd give Kelly Oubre credit. Defensively, it's a different story, but, I mean, offensively, he's just hitting shots, and if Gordon Hayward is out – I think he does make up for it. I think the line honestly is suggesting that Gordon Hayward is going to be out, in my opinion. I just think, for yeah. me, this should be at closer to two and a half, maybe three, you make it a pick em. Um, So, 
I do think the value here today is on the Charlotte side of things, but um, it's Toronto at home. It's you're traveling to a different country uh, outside of Cambridge. They're pretty healthy uh, in Toronto. So it's tough to bet against them. But I think today, I think we look at the Gary Trent Jr. prop and I think we go back to Pascal Siakam prop. And, and here's why last game I have it pulled up right here. Pascal Siakam in the first, his first stretch, he played from the 12 minute mark to start the game to the four minute mark. He only had one rebound. Um, he picked up a foul. Then he came back in in the second quarter, picked up two immediate fouls, came back out, didn't see the court for the rest of the first half. Then essentially he played the whole second half. Um, and he had three rebounds in his first stint, and then he had um, four rebounds in his second stint. So he had seven rebounds there in the second half. I think non-foul trouble, he does get in a little bit of foul trouble when he plays center. That's why it's a little bit sketchy, but I think Pascal Siakam playing the center position is due for some more rebounds. I don't think he's going to get in foul trouble again. Mason Plumlee just do it like, yeah, I think Char- what I'm trying to say is Charlotte goes small here, maybe plays PJ Washington at five, some bridges at the five. Um, I do like Pascal Siakam props and I like going back to Gary Trent Jr. We talked about it. The guy played um, 28 minutes. I think he can play closer to 30. I think they're being a little cautious with him, but he jack shots up when he's in there. So I think those two props in a fast paced game here today, um, it's, Totals at 223, I think. So it's not massive, but I do think um, those are two interesting props for today. Yep. I will say I do like the Gary Trent call. Again, 15 shots his last game. Uh, same number, 13 and a half today. Uh, I will say with Pascal, they have bumped it up because of Charlotte. The rebounds is at nine and a half. The oh, okay. And assists is at 39 and a half. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty, 39 and a half. 39 and a half. Holy smokes. Rebounds and assists. He can get. 20, 10, and 9 and not hit. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I can't play that high of a number with Pascal, but I'm definitely going to take a look at, at Gary yeah. Trent today. 13. I was just – I was thinking it was going to be at 8.5 again, the rebounds, because that's what it was at last time. Yeah. Um, but it's I think they, they're seeing the same shit we did where you got to bump that up after last game. It was just a very, very like, yeah. negative variance on that first game – or the first half. Yeah, and he still almost got there. Um, yeah. All right, next game, your Lakers heading to Brooklyn. Uh, I know you hate your Lakers, but I actually kind of like them today uh, just a little bit. I just, you know, this this Matt, Nets team, man, it's going to be James Harden and just a – it's James Harden, Patty Mills, and then Bembry, Kessler, Edwards, Dayron Sharp. Claxton's a game-time decision today. You're still without KD and Joe Harris. I, I just think with AD back, if AD's even 90% of himself off a really ugly loss against the Heat with AD back, I think this is a good time to, to target the Lakers. I think everyone's down on the Lakers, and for good reason, right? They've sucked. But you get a borderline top 10 player back, and I think they're still going to just be a little bit scared and uh, to like give them the full respect. And I think in a week – Two weeks, you could see this Lakers team getting some respect by the books. Um, and if this these these teams matched up in two weeks, you could see this at like four and a half. Um, I just I, I just give that much respect to AD. And you would think with all this time off, he's his body is rested. <laughs> don't don't go there, bro. I mean, I, I, he hasn't been taking contact in a month. You know, like I, I you it's think- Ant- bro, it's Anthony Davis. That guy is an yeah. absolute stick. I'm not saying that he's not injury prone anymore i'm just saying he's had a whole week a whole month of not taking contact his body has to even even if his knee was hurt 
the rest of his body has to be as well rested as it's been. So a super short number against James Harden and a bunch of nobodies, you still have LeBron James. LeBron James is better than James Harden right now. Then you stick in AD in there. And I, I just think you could, and I like the way they close that heat game too. I, I, that might not seem like a lot to some, but I do think that gives this team confidence the way they closed, you know, they were down 16 with five minutes and very easily could have somehow not easily, but they could have pulled that out. If a couple things go their way late. Um, I think this Miami team, honestly at home, they were off a loss to the Hawks as well. I think Miami in that environment, is better than the than Nets right now without Kyrie and, and uh, KD. So I, I'm not – I haven't played it yet, but I definitely lean the Lakers today. And I, I do think they grind out a five- to six-point win in Brooklyn today. Who's guarding AD? Nobody's guarding AD. You're on sharp. James Harden's not guarding Braun. Like, who's guarding Braun? Like, I, I just I, – I think the Nets are going to struggle. I think you're going to need to really, really – damn good James Harden game today to beat this Lakers team. And you might get that. You might get that. But um, do you have anything on what? how many minutes AD is going to play? Uh, I, so I saw something yesterday. I think that was a great breakdown by you, by the way. I thought that was perfect um, because you kind of convinced me to play the Lakers. So this line last night when I, uh, when I looked, I was going through them all um, on the old toilet last night. I looked and it said Brooklyn minus – or sorry, Lakers minus three and a half. And when I first saw that, I was like, whoa, what, what's going on? I didn't realize Kyrie was out at the time. And then I looked, Kyrie is out. So I'm like, that's a big, pretty big number. And then today it's at two and a half. So I don't know necessarily what happened. I don't know if people are putting money on Brooklyn or if I the books have are just. At, I wouldn't play it at three and a half. Yeah. Um, Check uh, what the percent of the bets are. Because that's an interesting. I don't know who the public would like here. I, would I think the public would like Brooklyn. People, I mean, maybe they like the Lakers because of the name, but Lakers have been so bad. I will say, I have to give Russ some credit where it's due. Last game, he was actually, like, not necessarily, like, better with his shots, but a little bit smarter, like a tad bit smarter. Like, he was just figuring out maybe a, a tiny bit. It gives me some hope that maybe today we'll see a, a different Russ. He's not, he didn't take any of those ones where he hits the side of the backboard, like on those pull-up jumpers. I think he's learned those aren't his shots. He's not taking very many threes anymore. He's just kind of at the basket, and that's about it. But I agree. It's a horrible matchup for Brooklyn here because you're going to have to have DeAndre Bembry probably on, on LeBron James and De'Aaron Sharp on Anthony Davis. And this is a great get-back game for Anthony Davis. Like, you give him a perfect team, it's De'Aaron Sharp and the Brooklyn Nets. So, I agree. I, I think – you did some good convincing, and I like the Lakers here today. And also, this is the first game on TNT today at 4.30. Um, so I think the Lakers are going to be ready to go. Like, we've been getting shit on in the press for, for weeks now. Let's go out and smack this Brooklyn team up. We got AD back. Let's show people that, you know, we're still a powerhouse. One of their last four games, you get your uh, a superstar back in the lineup. Like, I think that gives them the juice. To, if Kyrie's playing different ball game, completely different yeah. ball game, you know, but he's not. He's not. And you saw this team with James Harden and Kyrie first game back from a long road trip too. I just think the Lakers make a lot, a lot of sense today. And I, and I think the fact that, you know, us as betters who are into this, we're a little, you, you look at that and you're surprised. I was a little bit surprised too. And then I had to go through it. I think the, yeah. the, the books are like, Hey, we like the Lakers today. And that makes me like it even a little bit more, you know, Th to make the Lakers road favorites off of, you know, five four or five straight losses in their last six like 
they got to be liking the spot today. I like it a little bit more because of that as well. Um, so I, I think I'll be on the Lakers. Today. I'm excited to root for root for your Lakers, bro. Should be. Should I'm be just fun. excited to watch a game that's on national TV for yeah. us. I feel like we haven't had one in a really long time. So I'm glad, honestly. It's been honestly, it's been a weird schedule of nationally televised games because what's happening is like you'll get games where it's a Brooklyn game. Kyrie's on the road, no KD, so it's only James Harden. Or it's like the Warriors are resting, no Draymond. There's no Steph, and then it's yeah. like this is. I guess still there's people out on Brooklyn side. I'm just excited to watch like a real nationally televised game. I don't know what the second one is. I'm assuming it's going to be Dallas Golden State. I guess um, it's, it's us. Let me uh, let me make sure though. Um, and that's going to be another really fun one. We'll get to it when we get to we'll, it. We'll get to it. But uh, let's see. Yep. Warriors the Mavs TNT. That's two really fun games back to back. Yeah. Should be should be a good night for some hoops. All right. We got three games. Four games left. Uh, the first is going to be the Kings in the in Boston. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, I was on the Pelicans in Boston, and they were only getting six. I like this. About a week ago, and, and they were dominating, you know, for a half. And then Celtics went on, like, a legitimate, like, a 30-6 to six run, and it was over. Um, I like the Kings getting eight and a half today. They just battled in Milwaukee. I think the only reason this line is here is because no De'Aaron, De'Aaron is questionable. Um but De'Aaron has not missed back-to-back games since I think he's come in the league. Like, he's had little scratches here and there, and then he comes back. Like, I remember uh, he got scratched because of something, like, three, four weeks ago or three weeks ago, and it didn't linger at all. He was back next game. I think he shows up. And I think the other thing is, like, even if he doesn't play, I think if they get the version of the team that they play, that they had in Milwaukee – um, I still think they can cover eight and a half. We, we've talked about it. The Celtics team is just so unbelievably unpredictable up and down. Um, I think you're getting a great number here at eight and a half. It's a little scary because most of the people are going and just taking that Kings. Um, and I don't like betting trendy dogs. Like if everyone's on a dog, I, I don't yeah. like that. Um, so maybe the books know a little something we don't. Um, but on the surface level, eight and a half seems uh, just a little too high for me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. When I was looking at it last night, I was like, this is a lot of points to be giving from a team in in Boston that's very inconsistent, that struggles with efficiency at times. And I think this is a time to hit or go against Boston, if that's even a thing. Because you're coming off a game where Jason Tatum hit every shot possible. And you can say, okay, he's in a rhythm. You know, this game, he's going to continue that rhythm. But there's a lot of variance with Jason Tatum. Like, he'll go out and he'll shoot very efficiently, but – he can easily just come out today and shoot very poorly um, and shoot them not necessarily out of a game, but really hurt them. And it matters when you have a spread that's eight and a half. So for me, even if you do get deer, no deer and Fox, obviously with deer and Fox, it'd be a lot. I'd be a lot more confident in it. But Tyrese Halliburton is a hell of a player. Last game, 24, 12 and six in, in 38 minutes. Bagley's been fine. Um, Harrison Barnes had a 29 bomb last game. Uh, you had TD off the bench for 22. This team can still play. You got good players off the bench. Buddy Heald, Davion Mitchell, Tumezi Metu's been fine for them. Some Damian Jones backup center minutes. I, I do like Sacramento, and I think they match up very well with Boston, too. They have Holmes for Robert Williams. They have Bagley for Horford. Um, Harrison Barnes can switch off defending the two guys. Uh, I, I think this is a, the more I talk about it, the more I really like Sacramento. And it's a guy, it's a team with a chip on their shoulder right now, man. Like trade rumors, they're 18 and 30. They're headed for the lottery. Like 
they're gonna fight in this game. I, I just know it. Yeah, I'm with you. Also, I just locked the Lakers in at two and a half. Um, and I think it moved to three. Yeah, it's a, it's a three now. So I'm glad. This is what happened. They knew you put it, you they knew you put a bet in at two and a half. So like, all right, we're moving it to three. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited for that game, man. I, I do think the Lakers pulled out, but I'm with you today. Um, and I, I do think it's advantageous to hit this now at eight and a half because if De'Aaron gets ruled in, this is probably going to get down to six and a half, seven. Yeah. Um, and if he's ruled out, I, it might get to nine, but I don't think it gets too much higher. Um, Dude, if it gets to nine plus, I think it's a, a lock it in play. Yeah. You know, so. Um, you can play it however you want. Again, usually you saw yesterday. Yesterday is a good example. Jared Allen gets uh, that news breaks questionable. It moves from six and a half to six. And then before the news broke that he was going to be out, it was already up five. So it is tough. Um, you kind of got to play it before because the books, I think, get tips um, before us, even before sometimes Roto uh, or Underdog does. But uh, definitely lean the Kings here today. Um, Next game, really quite surprised uh, with this line. Dude, this line has moved so much. Have you noticed that? It opened at three and a half. Three and a half. And I don't know about you, bro, but I like the Rockets today. Same. I, I don't – maybe I'm missing something, but you go look. They have not played since Friday. So they had Saturday off, Sunday off, Monday off. They're coming off of since January 12th. They beat the Spurs in San Antonio. And I think that's what this is. It's the revenge narrative, right? You saw that with the Celtics. Um, I think that's what this is, the revenge narrative. But at the same time, the Spurs can win this and not cover five. You go through the, the Rockets last couple of games, beat the Spurs in San Antonio, lost to the Kings, come back, avenge the Kings, beat the Kings, go into Utah and win, and – could have very easily beat the Warriors in Golden State. And and I think it's important to look like this Rockets team has been very streaky. And when they are good, they're actually a decent team, right? When it's bad, it's really bad. But when they're good, they are a decent team. I think the reason why it's here is, uh, again, the revenge narrative. You know, the Spurs just, just lost to them at home, so they're going to want to, you know, get right. But – I don't think they're going to sneak attack this Rockets team. Like, the Rockets have had three days off. It's an in-division game. Like, I know that doesn't matter as much in basketball, but, like, they're familiar with each other. I don't think they just come in here and, and surprise the Rockets. Five seems like a lot of points to give a home team in-division game for a team that, honestly, you could argue is is playing slightly better than the Spurs game. And the Spurs are coming off seven straight home games. So, they haven't played a road game since – I believe uh, the Knicks on January 10th. So 15 straight days at home. You're in your comfy bed. Now you get out of your comfy bed. You're sleeping in a hotel room. You're now in Houston. I think it's not necessarily like a letdown spot. Sure. I don't think the Spurs are thinking we lost to the Rockets whenever that was. I don't even, when was even was that game? Like a month ago? It was like, it was January. Uh, oh, the 12th. Okay. The 12th. Yes. At home. I really don't think they're thinking about that game almost two weeks ago. Maybe they are, but seven straight home games. Now they're going on the road. Sure, it's not a, a long distance to travel, but um, Houston showed some fight last game. So, like, they've stuck in it with, with almost everyone they've played. 
I know their defense isn't great, and I know you and I have been on the Spurs a lot just because we like them at home. And, and although their record is, is terrible, um, they're a lot better than their record suggests. Yeah. This Rockets team is not eight points worse. There, there's no world where you can convince me that they are eight points worse wow. than the Spurs team. I, I, I think, honestly, the line at three and a half was a great line when it I came out. I looked at that. On. I said, exactly. I said, that is exactly where I would put it. You know, yeah. I, I think – if you said they're six and a half points better, I think you could make a very good argument there. Now yeah. at eight, it's just too many points, but yeah. it's, it's really very scary. Like 75% of the bets are on the Spurs, which makes me like this even more. But even when that happens, it doesn't usually move two whole ass points. You know, yeah. like that's a lot for a line to move. So it feels a little sketchy. I'm seeing even in some spots five and a half. I think at five and a half, I'm going to lock that in. I still think i i probably lock in five um i just think you have a team that's running a little bit better at home off the three days off in division spurs like you said have been at home chilling for like a week and a half two weeks first game on the road i know they don't have to actually go all that far um but regardless i think just everything points to the rockets here besides the line moving two whole points um from the night, but I think people just forget, like they haven't played in three days. They see the Rockets pop up on the slate. Rockets are ass and they just bet again. Um, so I, I don't I'm, understand the live movement at all. It doesn't, I, I feel like we're missing something big, but there's no, like we're not, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, what's today. Yeah, me too. That's it. That's an easy, because that was one where last night, like I said, I pulled it up. Okay. This line is perfect. I look at it a couple minutes ago. I'm like, why? Where did that come from? There's no one out uh, on either side. There's no – I just don't get it. Uh, I'm ready to uh, – Rockets are not a team I will hit very often, but I do think tonight's a good spot for the team out in Houston. We did just get news that Chiozzi Metu is doubtful tonight, um, so maybe we get the Kings at even like a nine. Uh, nine and Dude, nine. who are they going to have tonight? Uh – Everyone besides Matthew and maybe Fox and Jones. No, I mean, like, who's going to take – maybe Alex Len plays more minutes. doesn't really matter. <laughs> Although Chemezi plays, like, the three for them. It's kind of weird. Chemezi plays, like, three through five, honestly, at times. Um, okay, so I think we're aligned right there. Houston, 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 Houston. Um, yeah, just weird, just weird. All right, last game, next game, uh, Warriors and Mavs. I think this line's spot on. I think you could make an argument it's – Less like I think you can make an argument it should be three, two and a half, but I think um wait, the maps didn't even play last night. It's not even a back to back. No. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think maybe if anything, I, I think I'd slightly lean uh the maps here. Um the Warriors just aren't playing great. I know they grinded one out against the, the Jazz. Um, but that was you know, again, the Jazz without Donovan. Warriors didn't really play all that well. Their defense was fine. Um, but the offense is just struggling right now. Um, and Steph isn't shooting it well. Wiggins isn't shooting it well. Poole isn't shooting it well. Porter isn't shooting it well. I, <laughs> I like the Mavs tonight. I don't like betting against the Warriors tonight. But, I'm yeah, I'm not going to bet against the Warriors. Because – I do like the Mavs. Warriors on national TV, I know Steph has been it, – it's Steph, man. Like, you don't want to admit it. But Steph has been just not Steph. He's shooting – like I said, it his his shooting numbers look like tour dates because it's like seven for twenty eight, 
six oh. for 23. Like an inefficient Steph is it's tough because when he's not in his rhythm, it just, it's hard to explain, but he just brings an energy to this team. Now they're at home. Steph Curry is going to bring it back. There's going to be an energy in the arena. You got they've been at home at a time. It's on TNT. It, when have they played a nationally televised game? I don't know. It can't be that long. But I, I'm not even disagreeing. But and that's the thing. Even when Steph's not shooting, he still creates a ton of energy and looks for other guys. Like his plus minus has still been great this year. The 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 shots just aren't falling, and and I get it. It's going to come back, but it's been like a damn near a month now of him just cold and. It, he won't talk about it. He's he has hands are a little fucked up, um, but I don't even think that's the thing. You're right. Like he could shoot whatever, and they could still win this game by four. I just I for some you know, I just have that feeling that not to bet against the Warriors tonight. Like it's just I feel like Steph's coming out on national TV at home, seven o'clock primetime game here. I think I just think he turns it around here today. But on the other side, you have the Mavs who have been playing very well. Um, this Mavs team lately has been really, really good, and no one's talking about it. I, I said it the other day. Luka has been unreal, and their defense around him has been – I've only watched, like, two or three games. I haven't seen every single game, but the games that I've watched, especially that Grizzlies game, like, that was an impressive win. Um, against the Suns, I know they lost, but outside of that, they beat a good Raptors team. They beat the Thunder. They beat the Magic. They beat the Grizzlies. Um, they lost to the Knicks. They beat the Bulls. I, I just – I, I think this is just a spot where I don't really want to bet either side, um, but I'm not betting against the Warriors, even with a hot Dallas team. Yeah, and, and I think you have that that revenge factor too, where uh, Warriors on, on that Dirk night went into Dallas, got smacked up. Actually, it was close, and then got smacked up. I do say, if anything, I would play the under here at 211.5. Warriors got a great defense. Mavs' defense has been really good. Neither team's been playing at a, a super high pace. Um, you saw just – I mean, you can go through the Warriors game, 94-92 against the Jazz, uh, 105-103 against the Rockets, 102-86 against the Pistons. Um, you know, like it's it's been very low scoring lately. Uh, Mavs are a really good defense. I think this could be a very grinded out game that you see end 103-100, uh, you know, 104-101 or something like that. But not, I'm not playing. I'm just saying. Okay. Last game of the day, the Portland Trail. My, <laughs> I'm suddenly becoming a Blazers fan, bro. The the Blazers are at home hosting the Timberwolves today. Plus three. I think this line is pretty damn sharp. Um, but I would not be surprised at all if, if the Blazers won this today. They're playing really good basketball. CJ's, you can tell the time off has really helped him. He's in a good rhythm. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Anthony Simons. He's hooping. Damn near, he's been better than Dame this year. When when Dame, even when Dame was healthy and playing, um, Nurkic is playing well. Covington's playing well. Blazers are, are getting a little bit of a renaissance right now, and they're back at home. Um, they'll be up and ready to go against this T Wolves team. But this T Wolves team is good. I think you have a lot of um, you know, not history, but you you have some games for the T Wolves where they've gone on uh, on the road uh, against teams very similar to to this. Uh, you know, Blazers team. They lose by 12 in Atlanta. I think you can say Atlanta's a little bit better. They win by two on the road at New York, lose by three against the Pelicans. Um, I think you can say those are similar situations to, to the Blazers today. I'm not playing this unless it moves the Blazers' way and I can get maybe four. Um, 
I think it's a good line, but I think I would say for those of you that want to just hop on Minnesota, they're getting, you know, 80% of the bets today. This screams like a, a nice home dog spot. So I, I would just watch out for that. I think it's a razor sharp line. <clears throat> when it came out, it was like, this is, is ex- it was similar to the Rockets line when I first saw it. I think it's perfect at three. Um, I think Minnesota's five and a half, maybe six points better than this Blazers team. Um, Blazers are, they were really good at home at the beginning of the year. I think a lot of that has to do with Dame. <clears throat> I think the energy around them um, has kind of cooled off since they've become that lottery team, but they're hot, man. Uh, I said they were going to lose 30 games before they won 20, and then they just went on this nice little run. They're now 20 and 26. Um, and honestly, like everyone's saying, okay, they're going to tank and go to the lottery, but if they win a couple more games here and you get Dane back, like they're going to be right around 500 near the all-star break. They can make a push for the playing game. Like yeah. it's not done quite yet for this. And the West team. is like the, the East. Now the West is like what the East has been where if you're 500, that's more than enough to, to squeak into the lot. Uh, well, and, and but, now it's in, incentivized, right? Because if you're the 10 seed, you technically have a shot. Like, yeah. and the Blazers are sitting in the play in spot at, at 10 right now, you know, and, yeah they would play the Timberwolves in the play And you're not telling me that Dame can beat the Timberwolves in a playing game and they can make the playoffs. Like that's a very, very good possibility. So yeah. I wouldn't just give up on this trailblazers team quite yet, especially from a betting standpoint, they're still incentivized to win games. Anthony's been good. <clears throat> they're getting Norman back. Hey, um, I don't think he, did he play last game? I don't think he did. No, um, he should be back so, pretty damn soon. Yeah. So Norman, Norman should be back today. I don't see him on the injury report. Um, so I, I think we fully stay away from this last one. I mean, go go since January 9th, bro. The Blazers smoked the Kings at home, beat the Nets at home. They go get blown out against Denver. I get it. Then they go beat the Wizards in, in Washington, D.C. They go on the road and beat a Magic team that, you know, just beat the Bulls. They lose a tough one against Miami, but, of course, that was the one fucking game I hit them. They lose a, a 12 by 12 to Miami. We're winning going into the fourth. And then back-to-back games in Boston and in Toronto that they win. You know, like this is not a, a bottom feeder team anymore. And you're giving them three extra points at home today. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they, they pull this one out. Um, I know the Wolves are riding, riding high right now. But uh, so that's where the razor sharp line comes in. Like this could be tied going in the fourth. T-Wolves win this by four. I'll stay away at three. This is a t- tough <clears> – <throat> I just got the tel- Pelicans available players. It's Alvarado, Nah, Garrett Temple, Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, and then it's Shitaransky, Najee Marshall, Gary Clark, and Willie Hernan Gomez. That is a really, really – tied at halftime. Yeah, I'm sure it will be, but that is an absolutely atrocious group of players. Uh, I've seen it too many times. All right, so for me – Lakers minus two and a half luck. I'm taking a really hard look at, at the Rockets. I want this at four at five and a half. It's sitting at five. I really want this at five and a half. Um, then from there, I think my next best look is either the Kings eight and a half or the Clippers four and a half. So I will have to do some, you know, um, some deciding on, on some of these leans. Uh, but Lakers is locked. Rockets is almost as good as locked. I just want, I want five and a half. I think we can get it. Um, worst case, we'll, we'll take it at five at lock, but all the money's on the Spurs. I doubt it goes back the other way. Uh, Clippers is a little bit more sketchy because, again, you have a Wizards team that's lost a bunch of games. They're at home. Um, four's pretty short. And uh, I don't know. Something feels a little funky 
right? Like they made the Celtics seem six and a half point favorites just a week ago against the Pelicans team, which is very similar to the Kings. Eight and a half seems a lot. I don't know if there's a specific reason, um, but tough there. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I think I do lean Philadelphia in this game. I know you like the the Shitaransky-led Pelicans, but I just don't see them staying in this game. I know you do. I know the narrative around bad teams competing um, with a chip on their shoulder. I like Philly here, minus eight and a half. I lean 11, Clippers. Um, you got eight and a half? Is it at 11 now? That's what I'm saying. I got. Oh, I have, yeah. I just I just refreshed it and it I went to 11 and a half. 11, bro. Yeah. It was eight and a half, and then once Devontae Grant, then one Josh Hart and Brandon, oh, I just didn't one. refresh it. Yeah, at eleven and a half, I still would rather go with Philly. Honestly, um, I think the I'm not uh, the most likely scenario is they win by twenty. Uh, but for me, I, I I lean Clippers. I lean Kings heavily. It's wow! I just refresh it. It's down to eight now. Um, really? That's not a good sign. Uh, I mean, that's what I I'm seeing. Have eight and a half. So when I refreshed it just now, we just went to eight. Let me look at Bovada to see what what they have um, because I think. It's a little more accurate there. I'm gonna go to Bovada has Bovada has eight and a half, but yeah. on DraftKings, if the line's moving to eight, it's not really a good sign. I think if you want to get it, get it at eight and a half now. Um, lean Lakers with you, lean Houston, um, and then I'm gonna stay away from the last two seven o'clock games. Uh, I think both of those are are pretty sharp lines, yeah. And I just I'm gonna stay away. But are we gonna look at some player props? You want to do that? Yeah, bro. We're looking. We're definitely looking at some player props. Um, can I can I rip a random one off right away? Rip as many as you want off. I don't have anything that comes to mind right now. I like Big Zinger today. Okay, let's look. At, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Um, you can kind of talk through why you like him, but I'll I'll pull up. Uh, I'll pull up his props. Yeah, uh, I like Big Zinger because I love the matchup against the Warriors. Um, first of off, and second off, I just think Big Zinger has something to prove on national TV today. Those are my only two reasons. <laughs> yeah, right. gut- you want to hear the number? Also, is he is he fully over the minutes limit? I'm pretty sure he is because uh, the number actually does look pretty damn low today. Let me let me take a look at the last game. Um, on popcorn machine to just get a, a good idea of where he's what his rotations are looking like. Yeah, so he only played 26 minutes last game. I don't think I, I would assume he's off the restriction, right? The books think he's going to be on a restriction because the line is 28 and a half for points, rebounds, and assists. Oh, I really like that number. That's tough. I, I really like that number because it reminded me. I because I think it probably cast. I'm just gonna go back. Did Cat ever hit that that prop against? Uh, okay, so he. I think he finished with 23 points. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I meant to mention it. He had three points in the first half, and then went absolutely insane in the second he would have half. Been one point under on his point prop. That those are the killer ones that make you never want to play props again. It's funny because everyone we talked about had an atrocious first half. Siakam, atrocious first half. Gary Trent, atrocious. Carl Anthony Towns, three points. And then they all just went crazy and, and missed it by one by in one. the second half. You know, like if you put together their two second halves, it's an absolute smash. But um, if Zinger is able, if there's no, we just pay attention closer to lock because I think player props are a little bit slower to adjust than, than an actual line. 
Um, so, okay, this is what I don't understand. On January 19th, he played 33 minutes. On January 20th, he played 32. And then last game, he played 26. But they won by 13. And I don't think it was necessarily rest. I think it was kind of decide- – like, they were dominating the Grizzlies. I th- I don't think so, there was any point in which they thought they were going to lose that after the second quarter, you know? Well, then I think that's – the because he played 33 in the previous two games. Yeah. And they're going to need – it should be a close game. TNT, I, I, uh, I don't disagree with that at all. I like that. I also um, I, I'm going to consider that. For me though, the player props have just uh, burned yeah. a couple times in a row where it's honestly the right play, and it still doesn't cash. I feel like there's just more room for good plays to lose on props. Like, yeah, you know, um, more variance in an individual than there is in a team. For sure. Um, I personally, in that game, I like Looney over eight and a half rebounds. Uh, last game was the first game in a really long time. Uh, where he didn't grab double-digit boards. Um, I wasn't watching a ton of the Jazz game because I was recording. Um, I would peek up, so I don't know if there's a specific reason. Maybe it was just Rudy Gobert's huge. But uh, before last game, you you go through it. Um, Let me pull it up real quick. Kavon Looney had – let's go – oh, Fred Van Vliet, knee, questionable. Oh, Jesus. I'm still too scared. But um, anyways – since January 14th, 12 boards in Chicago, 12 boards in Minnesota, 10 boards in at home against Detroit, 15 boards against the Pacers, 12 boards against the Rockets, and then six last game. Um, so I think you get on the right side of some variance. They're going to need him for Zinger, going to need him for Powell, going to need him for Kleber down there. Um, and really, without Dre, he's the only true center on this roster. So if, if you even want to go look at minutes – 27 minutes last game against Utah, 31 the game before, 28 the game before, uh, 24, 25. Like, it's just they need him in there as the five. The one thing is it could be, you know, Zinger's really a stretch. But even Zinger plays a lot of four this year, you know. So um, I still think they'll need him. Let me check uh, how many boards he had against Dallas in Dallas on that Dirk night. Um which was a, a little while ago. I think it was still in January. Yeah, January 5th. We got blown out. We're, really, it was just a tough fourth. Yeah, he only played 21 minutes, and, and Juan Toscano-Anderson played 19. So, who knows? I might lay off. But eight and a half minus 101. Um, I don't know. That seems like good value to me. Um, where else around the league can we go, bro? Let me see if they you have – Alexander a- Walker? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's 27 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So, yeah, what is I, I think you got to stay away there just because there's too much variance in a shot, exactly. You know, I mean, it, I, it's I'd like 50 something like well, let's look. What do you have last night? So, he's a guy that actually does a little bit in the rebounds and assists department when these guys are out. So, I would assume he scores like you know 17, five, and five on average. Uh, I don't know where that – I would put him right under the prop. But there's just – like, if he went out there and had 25, 6, and 6, easily could have that. If he went out there and had 8, 9, and 6, I wouldn't be I surprised. Think shot. Stay off. I yeah. think we do. Last night he played 34 minutes. I think you can expect about the same. And had 14, 3, and 6. Um, so that's 
you know, 23. That's still a good bit under. In 34 minutes, he took 15 or 13 shots. Um, he might take a little bit more today. He shot four of 13. There you go. That's exactly what we talked about. Um, but I think I'd honestly rather just go. Yeah, his his points prop is at 18 and a half. Uh, Big Jojo back at 32 and a half. I like that. No JV. Um, but it's so again, so, so dude. I remember a game against Minnesota earlier where Nikhil Alexander Walker, a bunch of guys were out, and the dude jacked like 30 shots and made like five of them. And then I think he had a ton of re- let me look. I gotta I gotta look at this game. Let me find it. It had to have been a while ago. Yeah, here it was in October. Here it is. He was six for 24 from the field. He had 14 rebounds and two assists. Like, even – I guess he would have – technically, he would have hit – like, that, that's insane. He had 30 – so his point, his points, rebounds, and assists was at 30, and he took 24 shots. Easily could do the same thing today. He's just an efficient chucker. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've i been burned by that a couple times, so I, I'm off Neil. Especially at 27.5. You get it down to 24.5, all right, it took a much longer look. But Do they have uh, Ube props up and Terrence Davis? I think those are the last two I'd be interested in. I doubt. Maybe Uber. Maybe Uber. Let me take a look. Uh, I'll go to the sack game first. I doubt they have TD props. I honestly do. I think it'll be Barnes, Halliburton, Holmes. Uh, maybe Bagley. Maybe Bagley, yeah. Um. No, they don't have a single king up because they're waiting for De'Aaron, and, and that's a big uh, usage yep. uh, decider. Let's go to Charlotte. Right. Charlotte has LaMelo props, uh, Plumley props, Bridges props, and Terry Rozier props. Yeah, they probably won't put – uh, they probably won't put Kelly Oubre's props up. He's also another guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker who can go out there and take 15 shots and make one, or he can make 14. So, exactly. same thing. Exactly. So, uh, we, we talked about it, guys. Like, for me, if you're itching for some props, I think you uh, I think you got to like um, Gary Trent at 13.5 for me personally. I really do think Chris Stops is worth a look. I think that's a good call. Um, but other than that, it's tough because really you're only getting like mainstays in the lineup as props. I'm going to go just through the Rocket Spurs, um, see what we got there just in case we're missing anything. Um, but Blazers are basically, you know, the same team they've been. And then you get Norman Powell back. You don't know how that affects it. Um, yeah. Christian Wood, Porter, Tate, Eric Gordon. I'd be interested to see what Nurkic props are at, just not to like bet it, just because I, I mean, they're probably at like 47. The guy has been going like for 22 and 22 with like four assists. Okay, He's been having no way it's 47, but I know what you mean. You like, know, I'm exaggerating with that too, but I, I would guess, yeah, high 30s. Let me check. What's that? Pretty low, dude. 32 and a half. Dude, that's honestly, that's very interesting to me. Let me look at something real quick. Yeah, I'm going 32 and a half. That's low. I get it because, like, his season averages haven't been like that's probably way below you what he's averaging in the season 11, 11, and two. 
you know? Games before that. Okay, I get last game. Okay, games before that. 29-17 and 6, 18-14 and 2, 21-22 and 2, 23-14 and 2. Like, I get that's low. No CJ. But yeah, and it's Miami, it's, it's games where they've needed him. Like I get it against against Toronto. Like yeah, big Pascal is playing big. He only played thirty one minutes. Game before that against Rob Will, he played thirty seven. Against a big Orlando team, he played thirty five. Like I think my thing I just with props too is <coughs> foul trouble. We saw yes. last night. Shout out to us, Goga. Foul trouble didn't get there. Yeah, no? he didn't start in the second half. Yeah, Nurk, yeah. Nurk, Nurk is maybe out of like starters in this league the most foul prone guy in the league. And he's an idiot. Like he, yeah. he's one of those guys he'll just foul just because he because he's he not. wants to. Yeah, yeah. like a hundred percent. He will have four fouls. Feel like he got fouled. They didn't call it, and he'll come down and slap down and, and pick up a foul. It's just not. A, he's never really been one to, to keep his head. So. That's the funny part about that line is I think it's either going to be 20. He's either going to have 20 points rebounds this or he's going to have 45. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not like Cat isn't. Uh, One of the best basketball players in the world. Yeah, like, you know, like I, I just think Nurkic's propensity to foul mixed with guarding Carl Anthony Towns is not a good match. Um, and if he stays on the floor, easily can get it. You know, you might want to even hit an alternate lineup over 40 and a half. Um, because like you said, if he gets it going, he's, you know, do we want to ride Joel real quick tonight too? I mean, what's he at 32 and a half bro. And, and like has shown absolutely no signs of, of not hitting that, but I just get this feeling that as soon as I hit it, it, it's, and you know, for me, it's like Joel can eat and I don't hit it. And I still benefit, I guess, as part of it too. Like, yeah, you know, like it, I don't bet it. I'm still good. I just um, wish the volume was there. He only took 32 shots last game. That's the thing, man. The volume, <laughs> that is the safest volume in the whole league right now. But um, the other thing, too, is if it turns out like you think it will, and well, it's yeah. up 20 in the fourth, which, you know, for all the narrative things that I bring up, that is 100% a, an outcome that is possible. Um you know, you it's tough. I mean, I think you can go point to that Houston game, right? Like, plays 26 minutes, scores 31 points, and if that game is close at all, he smashes it. But because it's not, he's not coming back in. And, and that's the thing again, too. Like, that Miami game dominated the second half, scored 32 points. That's not even good enough to hit it, you know. I know he's got 50, 40, and 38 in his last three, but – this just screams like a time where we finally write it and he scores 32 points. Yeah, I agree. Or yeah, yeah, we finally write it. They're up by they're up by 18 at the start of the fourth. He doesn't come in. It, yeah. you know. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, dude is just eating in, and Jackson Hayes is gonna pick up three fouls in about five seconds. So I, I get it. But uh he's gotta be getting some MVP love soon, man. Like Dude, that's what I'm saying. How is he not like he should legit be the front runner right now? Pretty quiet. Like, you know, like no one really talks about him. He has his team fourth or fifth in the East dominant since he's been back. I mean, literally, it is all him. And like, Pyrie's Maxi is great. Some of these, Tobias isn't doing jack. It is a hundred percent dual. And people forget what he does on defense too. Like, the guy is a paint anchor. I just, 
31, 31, 31, 31, 25, 32, 32, 50, 40, 38. Like people always talk about Giannis's impact on defense and why he should win MVP. It's him and Joel. Like out of the big, like Jokic, he's not really having a. He's not an awful defender, but it's not. He's not having an impact on defense. Braun, Steph, like those guys aren't. Like, and it's easier to say with a seven foot rim protector, him, but, but yeah, it's not Joel. You know, and he's damn near. I mean, I know the free throws aren't there, but he's 50, 40, 80. You know, like. It's just been an unbelievable season for him, and and, I think and he's healthy too. He hasn't missed any games because of his knee. Yeah. It's just he missed three from COVID, got a little bruised rib one game against the Jazz. Other than that, going to work every night, back-to-back. It doesn't matter. He's shooting up. Um, But, yeah, 32-and-a-half. Like, 30-and-a-half, all right, give me the go-ahead. I'll I'll take that. But 32, you're setting a point prop at 33-and-a-half. I I just don't know how much value is there factoring blowout into the equation. Um, You know, three, four-point spread, all right. But – um all right bro what else we got anything else all my all my google just closed so i'm gonna pull the slate up one more time see what the see if any lines have changed and, and then we'll get out of here but um you know what's so frustrating real quick before you get out ayo DeSumo. i mean i'm on that prop the one day that the guy doesn't Last night he had like 70, 70, and 80, and he goes yeah. for 190 combined points, rebounds, and assists. He went fucking <laughs> It's so frustrating. And that's the thing, too, with that game. Zach Levine, Vucevic, questionable before the game. They both play, and then DeMar's the one that sits. It's just like uh, – and the Thunder, after all of that, the Thunder would have covered a plus two off of – even though they got a straight – L, you know, or one and a half, if that's what you ended up getting. That was just a wild game, and, and that just shows you number 100% always matters. You can't just um, say, oh, you know, Bulls are going to win this game, so I'm going to hit a minus two, you know. Um, the number does does very much matter. All right, I got the slate pulled back up. Everything is about the same. Raptors are down to two and a half with the Van Bleet news. Um, if you want to hit him now and hope that he plays, don't hate that. But Sarger is up to five and a half. I'm still up five, bro. I want five and a half. I really – I'll sit here and wait for five and a half all day if I have to. But uh, I'm going to be on the Rockets. I'm gonna, I'm already on the Lakers. Um, probably going to find myself either on the Lakers or the Kings, maybe both. And if all that shit goes well, like let's say I'm sitting here 4-0, 3-0, I might close it out with the with the uh, Blazers. Too. Dude, you're going to get five and a half. Bovada, too, now spurs up to five and a half. So DraftKings and Bovada up to five and a half. You should be getting it soon. Yep. I'll be ready to pounce as soon as it, as soon as it comes out. And, again, really don't know why. If the injury news comes out, maybe. But, I mean, three days off shouldn't be an issue. Shouldn't be an issue. No, no. All right. Thank you guys for joining us again for another Slate Breakdown. Charge and I will be back tomorrow. Let's check it out. Wednesdays are usually – it's weird. It's like reverse. Usually it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so far, you know, Tuesday, massive. Wednesday, still a massive slate on Wednesday, actually. So we got a, a bunch of games to get tomorrow. Uh, excited to do that. Some fun ones, too. Blazers, Mavs, Grizzlies, Spurs, Nuggets, Nets, Bulls, Raps, Heat, Knicks. Kings, Hawks, Clippers, Magic, Pacers, Hornets, Cavs, Bucks. Uh, so it should be a fun Wednesday as well. Thank you as usual, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace.